Warning, warning, this is an emergency podcast. This is an emergency podcast coming to you January 2022. For anyone who has been waiting to buy a home, this is your official warning. Now is the time. Not next year, not after the crash, because the crash ain't happening. Not even at the end of your lease. Now, if you have the means, now. And if you don't have the means, or you think you don't have the means... You should probably confirm that with someone who actually knows what they're talking about because you might be able to do this sooner rather than later. So check with a real pro, not your friends on Twitter or your uncle who says he knows a lot about real estate. What is up, my how to buy homies? Ah, this is an urgent message for you. I know, be alarmed, be very alarmed. This is based on only two weeks of data from 2022. We just got two weeks. I'm recording this, we'll probably get it up a week and a half, two weeks after that. But this is stuff coming to us January 13th and 14th. The horse is out of the barn, the starter's pistol has gone off, the ship is sailing out of the port. Urgent news for my how to buy a homies. Now, if you're new to the show and you think I'm being hyperbolic to sell you something, I can only convince you that I am not by asking you to go back and listen to all the other episodes. Though I have to warn you, if you do take too long going back and listening to stuff, you know, so you can verify my authenticity and the purity of my intentions, the home that you're looking at on Zillow right now, it's going to be sold. And the next one that you see after you've gone back and listened to everything, it's going to cost way more. I promise you that. Okay, gang, David Sedoni here. Yep, here we are. We're just two weeks into the housing market, and I have urgent news to tell you. I've already dropped the podcast earlier in January with the forecast for 2022, and before I even had a chance to catch my breath, this year started, and faster than a talent show on network TV, this stuff is blowing up, and it's everywhere, and the commercials are in your face all the time. This is happening in 2022, and it's not stopping anytime soon, and the reason for that, I've discussed it for you in the past, it's not enough homes. It's simple supply and demand. This is just the way it is. And if you're waiting for it to get any easier, I highly recommend that you go back and listen to all the 2021 episodes. That way you can get all the math and all the numbers so you can believe in what's going on for yourself and you can see how much money waiting is going to cost buyers in this market. And your best route, it might not be the easiest and simplest thing to do, but in the long run, it is the smartest. Speaking of the smartest, that's not me. I am just the most interested guy. Whew, not interesting. Definitely not interesting. Just the most interested. The guy who reads and researches everybody else who talks about real estate, and I take their thoughts plus the historical data, slam it all together, summarize it, and give you tips. Now, I was talking to a listener today, and she said I should start a podcast called If I Were You because we were talking about what's going on in 2022, and people always ask me that. And I always just tell them, hey, I'm giving you the same advice I give my mom. That's me. That's my ethics. I always would. So she thought I should start something called If I Were You, because she's a 20-something, and she thought it would be great for other 20 and 30-somethings. By the way, she did want me to drop this on you. She's at underscore J-O-E-C-I, Josie, J-O-E-C-I, at underscore Josie, if you want to find her on Instagram and tell her what a good idea you think that is. She told me to say that I'm not doxing her. We're all about love and community in the How to Buy a Homie community. Well, here's the thing. I told her that I kind of do a podcast that 
if I were you, then I probably would have listened to all me reporting everything that I reported in 2021 and taken some action. There, that's my If I Were You podcast. Because here's what happened. In 2021, I reported prices would climb because interest rates were low and demand was high. That happened. I reported mortgage rates would go up because they had to because they were the lowest ever at the beginning of 2021. They did. I reported there would be no forbear foreclosure crisis, so don't wait for it. And there wasn't. In August, after we saw crazy 10 to 13% increase prices already in 2021 in just seven months, I reported this wasn't a bubble and it wouldn't crash, so don't wait for that. And it wasn't a bubble and nothing's popped. I reported that rents would keep going up. They did. In January 2021, the beginning of the year, a year ago from now, I reported that it's better to break your lease and buy as early as you can if you can do it at this time, at that time in 2021, because the money that you're going to spend to break a lease is going to be peanuts compared to the tens of thousands that you will save due to the price and mortgage interest rates going up. And then in February 20 of 2021, I reported all the stats in all the arguments for buying or waiting. And then in episode 53, I reported about one listener who took all this advice and she bought way earlier than she wanted. My girl, Madison, smartest 24-year-old I know. She bought in March, even though her lease wasn't up until July. And she closed on that condo in March. And by the time that her lease was closing in July, the condo she bought in March was up $30,000. So that was a win for her. Now, why else do I mention her? Oh, because we were texting today. Here we are, not even a year, and her $475,000 condo that she bought is now worth almost $600,000. All the podcasts are there. Go back and listen at your leisure. Now, why am I telling you this? (laughs) You're probably pissed, right? You know, angry because you missed it. So, no, I'm telling you that because you missed it. And the only thing you can do is pick yourself up and retool for 2022 and get a new plan because the data in the first two weeks is showing us it's happening again. 2021 is done and gone. So stop telling yourself you blew it. And now you're going to have to rent forever. You missed it. My boy Ted Lasso has something to say to you. You beating yourself up is like Woody Allen playing the clarinet. I don't want to hear it. All right. So what is the big emergency? It's here. It's happening. (laughs) So let me tell you about it. I figured this out in just two weeks. No, no, really? Two weeks? How much can we know in two weeks? Well, does the term a buttload mean anything to you? I've never seen anything like this in two weeks. What's happening now is just the start of what is going to be going on in 2022, and it's going to continue for the rest of the year. In the forecast episode, I reported everything that they said was going to be happening in 2022, and it already is. On January 13th, the report came out that mortgage rates had already surged from 3.15, 3.22, up to 3.45% in just a couple of weeks. I mean, by the time this podcast gets produced and gets put up and it drops in your phone or wherever you listen to it, we could be living in a 3.5% mortgage interest rate world. Why? Well, because the Fed has already started to try and control inflation by pulling back on bond purchases, which will raise mortgage interest rates this year. That's why. You don't understand that? Well, I don't know. Maybe you should take my word for it. I'm a nice guy. I've been telling people what to do for a while. Look, as a listener in Tennessee wrote to me, love this. He says, I know cars. Did you know on a 1979 to 1993 Ford Mustang, you need to look for rusted, rotted strut towers? 
and signs of damaged ripped torque boxes. Do you know what torque boxes are? You're not supposed to know. You haven't bought three. I'm looking for someone who can tell me what torque boxes are, what indicates their damage, and what I need to do to handle this or walk away. That's what I'm looking for. See, now in his analogy, he was saying, I just want a really good realtor. I know what I'm doing, but I need someone to know what's going on with all the stuff. See, in his analogy, torque boxes and knowledge of torque boxes, that's the crap that I endlessly read on home prices, mortgage rates, and economic factors, and historical data affecting the real estate market. See, so which of us sounds more manly? What do you think? Oh, anyway, look, this is complicated. Nobody knows for sure what's going on. But I'm just telling you right now what I've seen in the last two weeks, this jump, it's a really good indicator that we're going to continue to do it. Bear in mind, I have said in the past, well, I shouldn't say I've said, I've reported other people saying it's not going to be like 2021, all right? But it is still going to go and move. It's not going to be crazy high as far as the prices going up, but the mortgage rates are going to go up and the prices are already starting to move. The mortgage rates are going to keep going up until the inflation is calmed. And as long as the supply and demand works like this, the prices are going to go up. (sighs) Okay, so what about the supply and demand? Ooh, that was a big old sigh. I'm just amazed at how much has already happened in two weeks. Let me tell you what's going on. I have multiple buyers out there shopping, and they're seeing multiple buyers on every single home. Every single home. Because they're all selling in the first weekend. They're selling in hours. Now, I've got some extreme examples for you, but these are true stories that happen. One of the times we went to go look at a home, we got there in the first two hours, the home was even on the market. I walked in and the agent told us they already had four offers. Another one that we went to, it had a line like we were standing outside freaking Disneyland. Don't believe me? Check out the Instagram at David Sedoni. You'll get to see in my feed there the line and my awesome client jumping up and down and waving at the end of the line. And I've been talking to realtors all over the world, all the unicorns that I'm referring people to. One of the unicorns in Northern California, in our Bay Area, she's got a home for sale and she was fielding 58 offers on the home. And when she finally did the counter offers and bid everything up, it sold for almost 50% over the asking price. Now that's insane. All right. That's not normal. But the fact that that's even possible in this market is incredibly telling. And, you know, I've got tons of more examples. The normal examples I give you, they sound outrageous. You know, it's normal in my area for a five, six, seven dollars $700,000 home to have twenty-five dollars to $50,000 over list price as your first offer on the home. And then you're going to get a counteroffer telling you there are 10 other offers. So you need to turn around and submit your highest and best offer. And you know what? You might as well just waive any request for repairs and waive your appraisal contingency. It's nuts. And if you're going, well, that's higher than where I am. Well, think about it. The appraisal and the repairs and all that, they cost less if the home is lower. So a home's price lower than that, it's actually more competitive because more people have the ability to compete. I cannot emphasize this enough. This is everywhere. And it's just in the first couple of weeks of January. Homes are flying off the shelves and it's going to continue. Why? Well, because I always tell you guys this. My friend in uh, my unicorn buddy up in uh, San Francisco area had 58 offers on a home. That means 57 people are still out there shopping next week because they don't have a home. And when the neighbors that are outside that home of the Disneyland line that we were in on my Instagram and at David Sedoni, well, 
they, you know, they're going to jump out of their house and go, wait a minute, what are all those people doing outside of Sally's house? It's a dump. Wait till they see how much that dump sells for when it closes in four weeks. When they see that flyer on their doorstep, they're going to list their home for way more. And you need to understand that data because that's where this is going. So if you're hearing all this craziness and you're wondering what in the name of Sam Hill is going on, ooh, there it is. What in the name of Sam Hill? Time for another edition of Why Do We Say That? The Morris Dictionary of Word and Phrase Origin says the exclamation was very popular with frontiersmen, especially when they needed to clean up their language in the presence of the ladies. Ladies, all the ladies, louder now, help me out, talk about. The phrase was first seen in print early in the 19th century when the New York Republican newspaper said, what in Sam Hill is that feller bawling about? Now, some folks also say that it was Samuel W. Hill, a surveyor in Michigan who allegedly used such foul language that his name became a euphemism for swear words. There you go. What in the Sam Hill is going on around here? Well, as predicted, early indicators of January 2022 show that the low supply in the high demand market is going to continue for a while. Now, the good news is that right now, the median home price with a 20% down payment is still less of a monthly payment than the median average rent in the same area. And if you're in that area and you can only put a small down payment down, not 20%, it's only a slightly higher monthly payment to buy than renting. And if you do buy, don't worry about it. Give your landlord a couple months. He's going to jack up the rent and it's now you're going to be cheaper. Rents are set to go up an average of 7.1%. So in whatever equation you're looking at, it's not going to be cheaper for long if it's cheaper to rent than buy. The long-term math, because your payment for a 30-year fixed mortgage is what? Fixed. And that's just only one economic factor in a million that are all on the back episodes of the podcast where I talk in incessantly about the long-term math in all those 2021 podcasts that I referenced earlier. Will it be easy to buy a home this year and take advantage of this? No, absolutely not. But will it be the right move? Yes. A little or even a lot of pain in 2022 will be so much more financially beneficial for you than renting and missing out again. So here's what the buyers are saying about 2021. Nearly all first-time buyers in 2021, a full 85% had challenges when it came to making an offer on a home. Really? Only 85%? <laughs> the other 15% must have been trust fund babies or just too stupid to understand what was going on around them. Because I was 100%, hands down, challenges. Many of them said the market was too confusing for a first-time home buyer. <laughs> well, yep. Surprise, surprise. You know what, gang? That's the way it's been forever. That's why I started this podcast back in 2019. I should have started it back in 2008, 9, and 10 because it's been this way forever. And imagine if it's always been confusing for first-time homebuyers because there's not enough information about out there for you. Imagine how confusing it is in 2021 and 2022 when the market is this bonkers, competitive, insane. So if I were you, I'd listen to this podcast six times, get prepared, and then decide to fight this fight now if you have the ability to take advantage of what you can. 
Don't worry about it. The past is the past. And the only way to have a brighter future is to learn from the past so you can see the indicators happening today in the present. Let's look at what the average first-time buyer went through in 2021 because I'm telling you, 2022 is looking like it's going to be exactly the same. Okay, not the same price appreciation, but the same type of market to purchase. Now, the good news is these are what average first-time home buyers say. You're listening to this podcast, so come on, you're already well above average. And if you've got one of those unicorn bubbles protecting you, episode 53, go back and listen to my girl, Madison. Thank you for coming up with the unicorn bubble phrase. Well, then your results are going to be actually easier to come by. Anyone looking to buy a home in this year really should go back and listen to episode 53 if you haven't heard it because it's happening all over and her story will help you. Here's what people said about 2021 across the country. They say three out of five first time home buyers felt the market was more competitive than they expected. Great. You're listening to this. You know what to expect. You'll be one of those two out of five. Yeah, it's sad. That is an uninformed world of consumers out there. People that just aren't getting the information. Someone should start a podcast for that. More than half of the first time home buyers said that they encountered a process more time consuming than they imagined when buying a home. I mean, you've got a lot going on between searching for homes, finding homes, and then getting out and making the appointments and touring the homes and then figuring out what the offer is, talking with them, talking with your lender. It can be overwhelming. And 79% of first time home buyers, they actually said they had to miss an average of 14 hours of work, almost two full work days so that they could actually get their first home. Now, I know that people are missing work when they're shopping with homes with me because I always talk about the the skit they did during the pandemic when everyone was sitting home with nothing to do. And so all these people just sat around and looked at Zillow and they did a whole commercial like it was Zillow porn. Yeah, when I have buyers, imagine when you're actually really trying to buy and you're not just looking for fun. If first-time buyers replace all their social media time with the MLS, with Zillow, with Redfin, with listing surfing, don't judge them. Just wait till it happens to you. Wait till you're trying to buy a home. 2021 reports showed that first-timers check home listings an average of eight times a day, and I think that's low. Or maybe my folks are just a little psycho, you know? And what's interesting is that stat right there, that's like twice as much as it was the year before that. Again, you know... This a large percentage of people said that they had all kinds of challenges and, and there are stressors that go on when you're buying a home. People are talking about being outbid on homes. They're waiting for counter offers and offers and to hear and come back. And, and most of them said that they were really stressed out because they just didn't have real estate knowledge. So having a professional, a unique, exceptional team behind you and your offers, presenting and negotiating your offer, that is paramount not only to success and to achieving it, but also to avoiding those challenging, stressful situations along the way. I implore you guys to get a unicorn realtor. I mean, a real pro. It has absolutely never been more important for buyers to get this help. And it's free, a free advocate to you as long as you hire the right person. Someone is going to help you win this battle royale and push you to financial freedom. It's tough. I mean, last year, 98% of the first-time home buyers lost a home that they were interested in. Almost everybody lost a home. 56% made five or more offers before getting one accepted. And 27% put in 10 or more. So why the hell did they do it? And why the hell am I telling you to jump into it and do it right now? 
Because like Madison, they'd been thinking about it for a while. And in the beginning of 2021, they started to see the market running away from them. Does that sound familiar? Does it sound like something some idiot would jump on a microphone and say, urgent warning, emergency podcast. Yeah, gang, it's happening again. And like Madison, you know, you got to fight this battle because the light at the end of the tunnel, it's got good things for you. When all said and done, the math says that this urgent warning, warning, warning information, it can be really valuable to you. Whether you have an opportunity to use it right now or not, just knowing what's happening means that when you're ready, you're going to be in a better position. You're going to be able to jump in the ring and put the gloves on. And eventually, you're going to be in a much better financial place. And sure, it's rough, it's tumble. But even last year, 82% of the buyers they reported that overall it was an enjoyable experience for them to buy their first home. Yeah, and, and wait till they've lived there for five years and they see how much their old apartment is renting for while their mortgage is locked in place. That's the thing. It's not an immediate gratification. This stuff doesn't get really exciting for years from now when you see your little brother, your little sister's friends renting the apartment next to you, you used to rent for like 800 bucks more than you rented. Okay, so... Back to Josie's podcast idea for me. The podcast she wanted was, if I were you, that's the name of the podcast, me telling people what I would do. So if I was in my 20s, if I were you, I would act as soon as possible. If I were you, I wouldn't get bummed out if I can't act right now. I'd be stoked that I found out all this information now so I can start my plan today. So when I'm ready to take advantage, I'll be there 10 times faster than if I never knew all this stuff. If I were you, I would share this with anyone renting or getting ready to rent. I would tell every 20-year-old that I know to never rent if you can. I would go back and tell my 20-year-old self that, you know, or at the very least, just get yourself together, get a job, and just try to rent for as short as time as possible. I would start your, my renting, my not renting plan the very first day that I ever had to pay rent. You know, whenever you got kicked out of your parents' house or you're fresh out of college or to anyone that has ever had to spend money on shelter. If I were you, I would start planning today to have that period of my life, my rental time to be the shortest it could be. Could be one, could be two, could be three years, but whatever it is, I would buy a place as quickly as I could because you're going to be paying for shelter for the rest of your life. If I could go back in time and I was your age, and remember, that's any age below 51, I would realize that I'm always going to pay for housing and that I should leverage that huge monthly bill into a growing asset instead of money tossed out the window. If I were you, I would understand that you can't beat or time the market because honestly, that was behind you. And unless you've got 10 more years to wait for this to go up and down and fight, hit the final bottom... You have to take advantage of what we've got in front of us, it, us right now. You missed the big run. That was 2012. How old were you? Or where were you in your financial life? So we have to do the best with what you've got. The best play going forward is to see if you can pull this off now. Urgent 2022. If you're close, get a unicorn now. And if not, then start your plan so you can figure it out and be able to catch the best situation you can. We still have remaining price appreciation and the mortgage interest rates historically are still incredibly low. If I were you, I'd be confident and know it's not 
if I can buy a house, but when. And right now with the market running away, the sooner you can do it is the better. So I would start planning right now. If I were you, I'd tell myself every morning and every night, you can do this.